This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. It's time for some news and updates. In the sports world, this is Howie Judgmental. Let's get into it. Welcome into the podcast, guys. I am your host, Rob, and I'm riding solo today. Today, we are doing a sports update episode. Basically, I want to start doing episodes where we have current events and kind of give you guys a quick little rundown of what's happening in the world of sports or the world of music. We kind of had a little glimpse of this in episode four, I believe it was, when I did the Machine Gun Kelly episode. And that was actually about a story that was about a week, week and a half old, but I still want to kind of touch on it. So hopefully we can get some more of these episodes in where current events are, you know, talked about and whatnot. Seeing as really all we're doing so far in sports is just recaps. So got to change it up a bit. All right. So with this episode, we're starting off on a a rather sad note. Um, Henry Ruggs III, a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, was involved in an auto accident that resulted in a death. Basically, Ruggs re-entered a car where the car caught fire, and when medics had arrived and extinguished and everything, they found the deceased driver. Now, according to police, Ruggs showed signs of impairment and is expected to be charged with a DUI resulting in death. Now, there's no beating around the bush here. You're going to be going to prison. That's just a fact. The sentence that this type of charge brings in is a minimum of two years and a maximum of 20 years with no possibility of parole. And, man, it's upsetting, for, first of all, for the family that lost a life. So condolences out to that family. But also on the sports side of things, to see a massive talent like this go to waste is always upsetting as well. You know, by making that decision, that was just stupid on Ruggs' part. But Ruggs was a Raiders first-round pick in 2020 and was having a very promising start to his career. And then you go and you ruin it all. Now, I understand when you're drunk, it's different. You know, you don't think the same. You, it's tough to tell yourself to be responsible and call for that ride. You think that you're fine. And honestly, there's no official word that he was drunk. You know, he could have just had a few and lost control or wasn't paying attention. But the fact that they were able to recognize he was impaired means he probably was fairly intoxicated. But even then, why why are you out drinking? Because you had a bye week and you just can't think of anything else to do? I mean, you still have practices to go to and whatnot and stay conditioned for, you know, the coming week. So why would you risk that? And now you see what the result is. Poor judgment on his part. And now that's landed you pretty much out of the NFL and in prison for at least two years. It's definitely going to be more. It's going to be more. um, If I had to guess, I would say probably five, six years. Now, I don't know if that ends up working out to be um, vehicular manslaughter or maybe, um, uh, yeah, something like that. Um, Involuntary manslaughter. Uh, But, you know, I, I think the actual charge is... Um, DUI resulting in a death. I'm not sure if that's an actual like sentence, but basically you, you killed a person. So there's, and you did it as a result of a DUI. You did it because you were drunk. And it, it's very sad and very upsetting. This player will most likely never have a career and what he could have had. But to be honest, just more importantly, it's extremely upsetting that a loss of life had to come from this action. And it could have easily been avoided. 
you, you could have sat there and drank at home and been safe and still got the same feeling, you know, of getting drunk, getting that buzz. And nobody would have got hurt. Oh, man. Okay, so moving on. NFL trade deadline is coming on, I'm pretty sure, or is approaching. Uh, it may end at the end of today. And what has happened is Von Miller has been traded to the Rams, who are pulling out all the tricks to try and make that Super Bowl run, and they have a very good shot at it. They've already got a, I believe it is a 7-1 record, and they are riding high in their division, and they're looking like they're going to be some some tough contenders. And you're taking a team that was already really good at defense, and you've just made them even better, as long as Von Miller can stay healthy. Because then you're throwing Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey all on the defense. That is a force to be reckoned with. However, on the offensive side, the Rams did cut wide receiver Deshaun Jackson and said that him and the Rams were both exploring trade options, but nothing ever really happened. And he was willing to stay with the Rams, but... They just kind of decided to move on. I mean, he only had a $2.75 million guaranteed salary, so not much of a loss to them. Jackson took to Instagram and pretty much told me he was very grateful for the time he spent there and was appreciative for the opportunity. So that's always good. Always good to, you know, end on good terms and see that there was no bad blood, you know, because, I mean, that's a, that's tough to that's tough to hear. I mean, I couldn't possibly imagine hearing it just coming in and being like, hey, we, you know, we cut you. Which it did say they were exploring trade options, so I'm sure he probably knew it was coming. But still, it's that's a tough thing to hear is we released you. Not traded you, released you. But I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll go, he'll maybe sign a veteran minimum deal somewhere else, but he'll, he'll be all right. But, I mean, it's he didn't perform it the way they wanted to, and they, they were ready to move on. They, clearly, they're trying to make that Super Bowl run, and they didn't think that he would could help out and produce for them. So can't blame him for that. In other NFL news, <sighs> Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad posted a video of like a bunch of different highlights. And it was basically highlights showing how shit Baker Mayfield is and how he's not passing the ball and he's not throwing to Odell when Odell is open and he's pretty much just straight up ignoring him and refusing to throw to him. And now it's become this whole thing about how everything's Baker's fault. And I know LeBron James um, sent, sent the thing out and said free Odell. And honestly, being from Northeast Ohio and kind of, you know, a Browns fan, I support the whole free Odell thing. Yeah, free him. Let's set him free. Get rid of his ass. He can go. And if you're going to post a video about how your son's not getting past the ball and whatnot, that's just, that's just a dad thing. But he's he drops the ball half the time that you throw it to him. So why would we throw it to him? Why are you gonna? Th- it, it's just not working out in Cleveland, and it's time to move on. And maybe everyone else kind of sees that, and maybe that's why he's not getting thrown to. Maybe it's just kind of like, dude, we're, we're gonna be getting rid of this guy at the end of the year anyway. Why should we even like pump up his stats? Like, let's just release him. They don't throw it to you because they know you're not gonna make the play. But even on top of that, if you go and you look at the Browns' statistics for the year, he is the most targeted receiver. Receiver, tight end, uh, running backs who will receive, he is the most targeted receiver. Second is Austin Hooper with 28. Odell has 34 targets on the year. (laughs) 
So how are you going to sit there and say that you're he's ignoring him and he's not getting targeted enough when he clearly has the lead in targets by six? He's got six more targets than anybody else. And like I said, he catches the ball half the time. He, that's actually fact. He has 17 receptions. I mean, some of those could be underthrown or overthrown or just not catchable. But I feel like a majority of the misses are him dropping the ball. I've seen him do it probably about four or five times in just the games that I've paid attention to. Like I said, I I don't blame his dad for wanting to fight for his son. But I think the arguments about it just being not targeted and being treated unfair are just invalid. And I think Odell just needs to go. Um, trade deadline, like I said earlier in the episode, uh, I don't th- I don't know if it's over right now or if it's going to be over by the end of today. But clearly, the Browns haven't done anything with Odell, so they're probably going to hang on to him, and then hopefully they release him just at the end of the season and use that money to go find another building piece to try and make your team better. Give Baker an extension. Everyone talks about how Baker Mayfield isn't worth it. Should give it but Baker Mayfield is... Look at the past from 1999 until now and give me one of those quarterbacks that you'd rather have before Baker, May- Baker Mayfield. He's producing wins. Just because he's not performing up to your super high standards does not mean that he is not a good quarterback. He is a fine quarterback. He is a good quarterback. There's nothing wrong with Baker Mayfield. He's injured right now. Maybe he just needs to sit for the rest of the season and we'll try again next year. But the whole thing about don't give him a contract, he's not worth it, go get somebody else, is stupid. There's nothing wrong with Baker Mayfield. Look at what we've had in the past. Would you rather have that? I didn't think so. So let's chill out for a second. Real quick as we end up our NFL talks here. Uh, Derek Henry went out for the season, most likely, with a foot injury. Um, I think it's being evaluated as like six to ten weeks. So if he gets a fast, speedy recovery, he might be able to come in into the playoffs if the Titans can make a playoff run and go like, you know, maybe a couple rounds into the playoffs. He might come back just in time for that. Uh, Jameis Winston also is out for the season with a torn ACL, MCL. That's kind of upsetting because the Saints were doing amazing. They did end up getting a win this past week, but that is upsetting to see as Jameis Winston looked like he was comfortable there in New Orleans, and he was kind of finding his second wind. And with Derrick Henry going down, the Titans did sign free agent Adrian Peterson. Uh, tough to see how that will work out. I remember when he was signed with the Redskins, um, and maybe had a couple flashes of you know decent games, but that I don't remember him doing that much in Washington, so I don't think he'll make that big of a difference. But it is still nice to have the running back. Okay. We're going to take a quick small break here, guys, and when we come back, we will get into a couple other topics, and that'll be that. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Rob. Just want to take a quick small break here to tell you about the podcast website, highjudgmentpodcast.com. There on the website, you guys can listen to all the episodes online. There is an extra content section where you guys can check out all the bonus content that we have. There is a help us section where if you're feeling generous enough, you guys can donate to the podcast, help support us. There's also an interactive section where you guys can leave questions, comments, criticisms, help us make the podcast better. Also, check out the merch line. We have merch out. We'll get yourselves a t-shirt, coffee mug, notebook, whatever you guys are looking for. It's great, great stuff. There's also all the social links on the homepage, highjudgmentpodcast.com. I highly recommend it. All right, let's get back to the episode. 
All right, guys, welcome back in. Switching sports, we're heading into baseball now. And Game 6 of the World Series is actually happening this evening. Actually, in about half an hour at the time of this recording. Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros. Braves are up 3-2 to in the series. Um, Braves were able to win Game 1, and then the Astros were able to battle back and tie it in Game 2. And then going into Atlanta, the Braves were able to win 3-4, and four, so they were one win away. And it looked like they were going to take it, but Houston battled hard and came out with a victory in Game 5. And now they're headed back to Houston for 6-7, and seven, which actually brings up an interesting fact. Um, if Atlanta is to win, they'll be winning in Houston, which marks another year that the World Series winner does not win at home. The last time that happened was the 2004 Red Sox. Every World Series winner from that point on has won their World Series on the road. One more interesting thing I like about the whole baseball postseason is that the Atlanta Braves have made it to the World Series and are playing as well as they are without one of their best players. Ronald Acuna Jr. went down with, I believe it was a torn ACL or something like that, that ended his season about midway through the season. And they managed to battle their way all the way to the World Series. So imagine these t- this team next year, if they're able to re-sign Freddie Freeman, because I know he is a free agent at the end of the year, which I don't understand why he wouldn't sign. If he doesn't sign, it's strictly because of money, which, I don't know, if you end up winning the World Series, it's, it's just my mindset. God, put the, put the fucking money aside, dude. You just won a World Series, and the ultimate goal is to win a World Series. I know you're trying to provide for your family and whatnot, but even on like a minimum contract as a baseball player you're still making damn near close to a million dollars if the minimum is a million that is plenty to provide for your family it's about your lifestyle you want to live in an eight hundred thousand dollar house well then yes you're going to need more but why do you need to live in an eight hundred thousand dollar house maybe it's just me because i'm not a millionaire but it's just it's just the way i see it someone gets like a five million dollar contract and they're like dude i have to be able to provide for my family what the fuck are you talking about you can't provide for your family at five million dollars a year Get the hell out of here. Anyway, sorry. If Freddie Freeman is able to re-sign, which I think he should, it would be him and a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr., and they have a chance to go back-to-back, which has not happened since 99-2000 when the Yankees went back-to-back. Actually, it was 98-99-2000. The Yankees did a three-peat. So my prediction is actually that the Braves close it out tonight. They win in Game 6, and if it does go to Game 7, I'm still going to take the Braves. I have the Braves winning this World Series. Now, as far as like the podcast, I wanted to do a baseball episode, but basically the season ended and we had a day or two break before wild card started. And then immediately after wild card, it was divisional series. And then immediately after that was championship series. And then I had like a day break and then it was the World Series. So it just could not find time to squeeze an episode in, which I mean, didn't matter. All my predictions were wrong. I had the Giants White Sox um, World Series with the Giants winning. So that didn't happen. Uh, my wild card games were, you know, chalked. I had the Cardinals winning, and I also had the Red Sox winning. That didn't, ha- or I'm sorry, I had the Yankees winning. That didn't happen. So to be honest, maybe it's better that we didn't see my predictions because, well, I would have been sitting here with nothing to say as all my predictions <laughs> went down the toilet. All right, guys, and to wrap it up here, I want to talk some college football. Just probably about 15 minutes ago. The college football playoff officially released their top four, and here are the top four. Georgia, number one. Bama at number two. 
Michigan State is number three, and Oregon is number four. What the fuck kind of top four is that? Bama lost to an unranked. Why are they in the top four? And not just top four, why are they number two? Also, where the hell did Oregon come from? Oregon just jumped way the fuck up and jumped over a bunch of people. Like, somehow that happened. Ohio State ends up 5, Cincinnati 6, Michigan 7, Oklahoma drops to 8th, Wake Forest is 9, and Notre Dame is 10. Okay, I am a diehard Ohio State fan. Cincinnati should be ranked higher than Ohio State. There's no reason Cincinnati should be behind Ohio State. Oklahoma, I think they deserve to be relatively close to Ohio State. If not above Ohio State, then right there. I mean, I know they haven't had any quality wins against quality opponents, but you're still undefeated. Which, you know, that's not really the best argument to go for. But it, still, Oklahoma should be way higher than 8th. I don't think Bama needs to be in that top. If, if I had to do it, I would put Georgia at number 1. Since he should be number 2, I'll go ahead and I'll give Michigan State number 3. And then I say put Oklahoma at number 4. Ohio State 5. Mm, say... Oregon can be six if you want to throw Oregon in there. I really don't know where Oregon came from, but apparently they're still super, super relevant. And then you can throw Michigan there at seven. But this, oh my gosh, this is the weirdest one ever. Oregon jumps way the hell up. Um, Bama does not belong up there. Bama should be, yeah, Bama can drop down even past Michigan at like number eight. Put Bama at eight. You dropped Oklahoma to number eight, drop Bama to number eight. Bama lost to an unranked team. How does that make any sense? Unranked team. And you get number two in the college football playoff. Are you guys just like nutless and you're scared that we don't put an SEC team in? We're going to. You had an SEC team in and it's Georgia. So I don't understand what the big problem is there. Oh my gosh. It's it's stuff like this. And it, it's stuff like that. If like Ohio State would have gotten in as like a number like two, it's it's. This is the reason why everyone says that it's all like some sort of fixed and paid and people get overrated stuff. This is why Ohio State gets labeled overrated. This is why Bama gets hit with the overrated. This is why all these teams get hit with overrated. And just like, um, maybe not so much overrated, but um, um, basically you're getting the benefit of the doubt. Special treatment pretty much. It's... Sorry, not overrated. You're getting like Ohio State is always criticized for getting special treatment because they're Ohio State. Bama always criticized for getting special treatment because they're Bama. And you see why. Stuff like this. I I have to sit there and be like, these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. At this point, I with this top four, I don't know if these are professionals knowing what they're doing. This looks like, this is like one of the worst top fours I've ever seen. And it's honestly, it's not as horrible except for two spots. One, why in the hell is Bama number two? And number two, why did Oklahoma drop to number eight? Oklahoma doesn't have to be in the top four. That's fine. I can understand no strength of schedule, whatever. But dropping them to number eight behind Michigan and behind Ohio State? And the Oregon one, whereas it's surprising, I'm pretty sure they were still top ten. So, but still... Making it in there is, oh, no, no, no. Georgia, Cincy, Michigan State, Oklahoma, followed 
by Ohio State, and then um, and then uh, Oregon, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma. God, I keep saying that. Uh, Bama can be up there, and Michigan. It's not. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is our college football playoff. Okay, we'll see how it goes. I know that Ohio State's got a big game against uh, Michigan State coming up here in a couple weeks, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm not sure about the other teams. I'm sure there'll be other teams, obviously, that have like big games. Uh, hopefully, they can prove a bunch of people wrong and tell them that, hey, you guys screwed up this college football playoff. Wake Forest, number nine. Um, Wake Forest cracked top ten. When was the last time you heard Wake Forest well, good at football? Or uh, top ten worthy good at football? We'll see how that goes, but I, f- I feel like the Wake Forest thing is going to be the same as like the Boise State thing and Houston thing and the UCF thing. Basically, you're going to beg and plead and cry that you guys are undefeated and you guys deserve a better chance and we should be ranked higher and we should be getting better opponents and you're going to get those better opponents, not even like top tier teams like, you know, Bama or, you know, Georgia or something like that. You don't even get top, you get like middle tier teams like... Oregon are like Cincinnati, who are better, but maybe not top, top of the nation. And Wake Forest is going to get those teams, and they're going to get the shit kicked out of by those teams, which is exactly what happened to all these other teams. You get an undefeated record, you think that you're good, and then you get some pretty decent teams. Not the best teams, but just some pretty decent teams, and you get your sh- the shit kicked out of you by the pretty decent teams. So the best teams would definitely destroy you. And it just, hopefully it humbles them, and they realize, oh, man, man we aren't that good. But... To be honest, I can't pass judgment. I have not seen Wake Forest play, and I have not paid attention to Wake Forest. I don't know. Maybe they've had undefeated seasons these past four seasons, and they just, they're just they just now starting to make some noise in the actual ranking system. I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to go check it out. But it is interesting to see them up there and in the top 10. But yeah, that whole Cincinnati got dropped to sixth is bullshit, and then Bama being number two is absolute bullshit. Oregon, maybe you guys could deserve to get in i mean you are at number four so you just squeaked in as the final team but still i think that's a bit much okay we are running a tad bit long on time here guys i want to make these episodes a little bit faster but kind of had a little bit to talk about and kind of got into it right there with the college football one so much so that i couldn't even speak and i got tongue-tied on a few things i kept miss saying the names of all these different teams anyway thank you so much for listening Please follow, subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on so you guys can stay updated with the newest episodes as they are released. Like I said, I want to do more of these current event type sports things, and also I want to do some music, current event stuff, and the podcast is going great, and I'm looking forward to the future. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have yourselves a great evening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to the den.show. And subscribe to the other great shows on the Deluxe Edition Network, goddammit.